live and pre-recorded. This is the Red Ticket Blues Podcast. I am Brian Buckley. This is being recorded on May 18th, 2017 to hit the internets on that very same day. You can always listen on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Play. And follow me on Twitter at BrianBuck13 and at RedTicketBlues. I'm trying to take over the self-made GIF game if you're following me on Twitter. Mixed results so far. We're getting there, though. Baby steps. Baby steps. So uh, I I did an interview uh, with Phil Mushnick this week, um, and it was very uh, Phil Mushnick-ian. But I I never got another one. I wanted to talk, you know. So I think I'm just going to release that one Monday so everyone can listen to that. And I get, get one in this week. So... There's a lot of stuff to talk about. I didn't want to just lose all of this. That's all I'm saying. So, yes, Phil Mushnick was very, uh, like Phil Mushnick. So, uh, last interview we had on Dan Shaughnessy. Um, just very short. Uh, I appreciate Dan Shaughnessy for taking the time out of his busy day, but, uh, he's, uh, I think Donald Trump says it best when, you know, he's got a little of the Jeb Bush, uh, Oh, the Jeb Bush condition. Low energy. I said he's a low energy individual. Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> I, I, I don't mind, mean to sit here and shit on him, but I mean, you can tell uh, there's about 17,000 different places he'd rather be than talking to me on that day. <laughs> Maybe that's just the way Dan Shaughnessy is on a uh, on a normal basis. I mean, he answered all the questions. He said what he said. Two days ago, he said... He would take his pants off and moon everybody, and that's fine. Nobody reports that. I, I, I certainly don't remember that part, um, but he did. He did. Listen, again, people are different. Some people just don't have that energy like I do. Some people just aren't that. But again, thank you, Mr. Shaughnessy. Just listen, not all the podcasts are the best one. Not all the interviews are the best. That's the way he is. Some, I've had some, and I'm not going to name names, but I've had some stinkers. I, I think we'd all admit that there have been some guests that are just like, oh, boy. Remind me to never read this guy's column or, or, or whoever it may be. So that's that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I figure I get in a podcast here. Um, a lot of things to talk about. A lot of things. I don't want things to get lost in the past, like the Jeter celebration. Oh, boy. Wow. I can die a happy man. It was just so It was amazing. I felt the goosebumps. I felt the goosebumps before the goddamn ceremony even started. I was just sitting in a chair just gyrating so much. I mean, the, the, the Derek Jeter. Uh, I'm sorry to be such a such a bitch about just so poo-poo, you know, this whole ceremony. Oh, man, stop. Uh, We'll get to that. We'll get to uh, Cheyenne Jenkins, Aaron Hernandez's fiancé. fiance. Well, I guess he's not anymore, right? Are you still a fiancé when the the fiancé... No, that's over. Ex-fiancé of uh, Mr. Aaron Hernandez, great humanitarian of our time. Uh, Mike Francesa talked to David Ortiz about uh, steroids. Yeah, he eventually got to him. You know, his his name is David. Mike had some trouble with that, but we'll, we'll get to that. And, uh, you know, Donald Trump's telling us maybe we shouldn't exercise. Maybe that's bad. Maybe we should get rid of gyms. He didn't say that. I don't want to put words in his mouth because he doesn't do that. So, but let's start, uh, obviously, and we have to begin with my trip to Walmart right now. And I just got back. And listen, it is so cliche. It is it is basically for any, you know, amateur stand-up person to talk about, boy, let's talk about how dirty Walmart is. I went to this Walmart in West Sacramento today, and I don't know, maybe it's I've been, North California is rubbing off on me where I just think I'm too good for Walmart. I've been going to Trader Joe's. Everyone's wearing Hawaiian shirts. There. They are hysterical. They ring bells. They don't have a flashing light at their their little, their little uh, aisle, their checkout booth. Jesus, you ruined it. Um, 
They have bells. And everyone's just happy there. They're giving away free coffee, you know? So I've gotten involved in that. And sometimes I actually pay the extra money to go to Target just so I don't have to step in that rotting cesspool that is Walmart. Uh, so I walk in. I'm, I'm, I think I was pissed off anyway. shocking. Uh, but I go in. And this is what I immediately see. I immediately see a woman and child looking at... Well, no, they were, certainly weren't looking. They, they were busy. Uh, attending to the corn in the produce section shucking the corn and throwing the husks on the ground. And this wasn't just like one. It was like assembly line style. They were just taking it and firing it. And I'm thinking to myself, man, that, that doesn't seem right. Is this like a California thing like that people just do? No, no, it's not me. And I'm looking around and no one else seems to mind. I think maybe like one person sort of looked like, oh, well. But I'm thinking, all right, no, maybe this is, this, this is uh, you're, you're a long way from Connecticut, Brian. Maybe this is what happens outside of New Haven. But no, 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 I, I, I had to validate by asking Twitter and the people were just like animals, absolute animals. So that was Walmart going around. That, that's what started, it, like I said, and just walking around and and you, know, you already feel like you're you, you just picked up how many diseases after you touch that that carriage. And of course, well, let me get the antiseptic. Oh, it's it's uh, it's there's nothing there. Oh, wow. It's empty. Nothing. And then you just, I mean, then the, just the low trash experience begins. Um, yeah, people yelling at you. I mean, you know, openly swearing at their children, threatening to hit them in the middle. I mean, it's one thing. It's like, you better shut your mouth or we're going to have an issue. It's another thing. To, shut your fucking mouth. You want me to come hit you again? You want me to punch you right in the face? It's just like, uh, lady, can you just be hey, a bad you mother? You are not very kind to Bobby Valentine in this book. But that was Walmart. I mean, as you probably all have your same experiences. You know, God forbid, I mean, you know, you you get out of your pajamas to go to Walmart, too. I mean, I'm not advocating saying, you know, put on your silk tuxedo to go get, you know, 99-cent Doritos. But, you know, the, the Bugs Bunny cartoons and the slippers, I mean, can we have some dignity? Some, just some fucking dignity. Some? So that was, uh, <laughs> everyone had to hear about my trip to Walmart, right? Okay, so moving on to more important pressing matters of the day. NBA playoffs have been pretty damn boring. Uh, another blowout last night. We are in the Eastern Conference Finals as the Celtics and, and Cavaliers played in Game 1. Uh, I'll tell you this, and this probably seals the deal that I will never win another bet again in this NBA playoffs, but I have been out of control how successful. I, I think uh, I would not, I, I'm not lying. I'd have to look at the last bets. I've been, and actually, if I bet any real money, Instead of just, you know, just a little bit here, a little bit there. I'd have a lot of money. I think I'm like 14 and one, honestly. I think, I, no, I think I've lost two games in the last three weeks and I bet every day on the games. And people are like, oh, betting every day. That sounds uh, not good. Listen, I'm telling you what I'm doing. I put some money into my offshore account um, for the March Madness. And I just never withdrew it. So I said, ah, you know, let me, let me, let me play, let me play with some, some money here. And once I made my money that I initially deposited, I just deposited, you know, withdrew that out and said, all right, this is house money. So I'm just playing and playing. And I'll tell you, again, I think at this point now, this means I will lose everything because I mentioned it here. That That's the way it goes, right? I think all, yeah, that's how it goes. But now, I mean, it looks like steamroll again. I and mean, we're going to get what we all thought we were going to get. And it's going to be the Cavaliers and Warriors. Maybe a little, uh... Maybe a little premature of me saying this, but I mean, there's nothing to indicate that that's not going to happen. Not going to happen whatsoever. How about James Harden? Wow, what a, you know, he is such a piece of shit. A guy who clearly, he reminds me so much, he's got a little of that Dwight Howard in him. 
where it's like, I think I'm great. <laughs> I don't have to try. And if I lose, I don't fucking care. And I completely quit and don't show up in big game. Not even just like, man, he shot two for 20. It was just like, you didn't show up. You didn't try. It was game seven. Talk about low, just, I was going to say low morality, but that's that's not really uh, where we're going with that, is it? No, no. That, that's, that's, that's a little harsh, Brian. It is a basketball game. Let, let's get a grip on reality here. But again, I really don't have a ton of, you know, inf- you know, interesting things to say about the NBA playoffs. What, what, what is there to say? It's been blowout after blowout after blowout after blowout. Been taking the over on a million games. And believe me, it's work because it's, it's a blowout. It's a blowout. It's a blowout. Normally, you get scared with that. All right, no more gambling fucking talk. Let's, let's move on. I feel like, what, you want to bet on it? Come on. I won't do it again. I, 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 what's, what's the cover on that? Um, Derek Jeter. Uh, I don't think you'll ever see him. It's going to be a very long time before we see Derek Jeter again at Yankee Stadium. Uh, a guy who obviously, you know, the thing with Jeter that annoys me, and I, and if you follow me on Twitter, yes, I've been insufferable with the whole Jeter, like, poo-pooing the whole ceremony, the whole process of honoring the captain. Derek Jeter, the Yankees don't have their little dynasty without him. He's an amazing player. He's one of the greatest players of all time. Is he overrated? I think he is. However, at the same sense, he's still one of the greatest players ever. I mean, th- I think that's the way you have to look at it. I mean, he's top 25, top 35 players of all time, I'd say. I mean, you have to be you have to be fair there. If he, even if he was slapping singles all over the place, so was Pete Rose, but we still love him. Yeah, well, he has a thousand more hits than him. Okay, I get it. I get it. Uh, but Derek Jeter has this whole, and he did the whole thing throughout the whole final season, too. He does this thing where it's like, oh, man, you know, I don't, I don't want anything to do with this, you guys, man. I, I really don't like all this attention, man. Stop it. And the same, you know, bullshit continued. Derek, stop it. You you revel in this. You And I'm not saying you revel in it on a day-to-day life in public, but you, you love all of this and the money you make on it. You and Steiner Sports are just like Scrooge McDuck having goddamn money fights with so much money you get on this. That's what, that's what annoys me about it. And I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm so torn on it because I want to like hate him. But then I think about Brian, you're a Yankee fan. He made like your life as a teenager, a, a late teenager, a, a 20 year old, you know, winning those championships. That's where you were able to talk shit to Red Sox fans and Mets fans. It was, it was just too easy. And I think honestly, you know, Michael K said it best. Derek is a five time world champion and was the face of the Yankees franchise for almost 20 years. Derek was the personification of the word clutch. Whoa, 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 whoa. What was that? Is he drunk? I mean, I know it was a doubleheader, but come on, let's hear that again. Derek was the personification of the word clutch. Michael, come on, a few pops in the booth there with, uh, was it Kenny Singleton? No, it was Paul O'Neill. That, that first game, because it was a doubleheader, um... <laughs> There was it was a doubleheader with people that you know it was a single game. Jesus Christ, get it, get it out of your mouth, Brian. Uh, single game doubleheader. So not many people uh, wanted, to, especially when you have a ceremony in the second game. That place was like a ghost town, and I don't know what it is, but like it was so boring. Yes, a baseball game being boring, but even more so, and maybe just with no crowd noise. I, it was. <laughs> It was tough, and it's a long day. I get it. You know, and Michael K. and John Sterling make all these speeches all the time, and what do they do? Add a few different adjectives or, or accolades, and it's basically the same speech, you know. It's, it's, it's like your performance review at work every year, your annual one. What do they do? They switch a few words around, blah, 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 blah. Do you, do you agree with this? I don't care. You have to sign it anyways. I mean, that, that's essentially what it is. But it was I, the personification of the word clutch. Yeah, I... Listen, I, 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 I want to be, it's, 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 I have to be serious about this. 
If we're going to look at this, let's be objective. Let's be open-minded. And let's admit Michael K. was shit-faced out of his mind. I mean, he was drunk. He was drunk. It was obvious. I hope he didn't drive home. It's, it's terrible. It's, it's concerning. Frankly, I'm a little concerned. Um, so the Yankees actually, you know, been up and down a little bit. The Astros sort of, sort of, sort of brought them back to life. Brought them back, back to life. Back to earth. Uh, as the Astros look like, wow, that is a, uh, that's a juggernaut so far, man. That team is, them and the Nationals, they are, uh, you know, I, I think if we're sort of getting the Nationals, they're sort of like uh, the whole Gonzaga, not Gonzaga thing, but it, we're starting to get, yeah, yeah, they're great. Let's see what they do when it matters. You know, I, I don't think people are going to take the Nationals seriously until they start winning rounds in the playoffs. Yeah, 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 great, great. Gets swept by the wildcard team. I mean, it's so, it, it's not fair. It's not fair. But that's the way it is. So let's be honest, okay? Uh, but the Mets, Mets have been sinking low. And you know, the last podcast I said, uh, last time I talked, I said that the Mets season is over. That's not fair. I mean, it's May. But it's it's quickly spiraling out of control. Let's be honest there. And now Henry's Familia is out for a while. It's bad, bad situation there. Bad, bad, bad situation. Uh, I don't know, again, a baseball, huh? Let's move on. Another sporty bullshit. Uh, let's talk, yeah, let's talk scandal. Dr. Phil and Cheyenne Jenkins, like I said, the, the former fiance, I think I'm doing that right, ex-fiance of uh, Aaron Hernan. Aaron, the, uh, I was just going to say the murdering, yeah, but it didn't make any, I, sometimes you got to rehearse this stuff, right? Just can't get, go off the hip like this. Um, off the hip, just trying, now I can't even get cliches right. But Aaron Hernandez, yes. So she sat down and obviously, at this time, or maybe she will get money from the Patriots. We don't know. But in this in this this transition period, she needs money. Okay, she needs money. So where do you go to get exploited? You go to the filthiest, disgusting, most disgusting. I can't talk today. Filthiest, most disgusting sector of society. That is daytime talk. Daytime talk. All right, let's 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 back this up. Jesus Christ, Brian, you need to be better. Daytime TV. And that, of course, is Dr. Phil. Um, yeah, we're going to get the tell-all. It was a two-part series. And I wonder how much money she got for it. She doesn't care. I mean, you know, she is vermin because she knows everything that happened. She's like, and you know what? She's, she's glorified because it's a movie and it's the mafia. She's like Karen Hill. You know, you want me to say Henry Hill and Aaron Hernandez are the same person? No, they're not. But I mean, she's just as culpable. She knows everything that happened. Don't give me this plausible deniability. Should I? Yeah, I'm the FBI officer. Don't give me that babe in the woods routine, Karen. You know exactly what happened. I heard you on those tapes. She knows. She knows. This idea that she had no idea. I mean, well, I'll play some of the audio in a second. Because, I mean, she was. She tried to play that whole thing. Like, oh, yeah, I, I don't really know. I mean, Aaron was just a really good guy. And, you know, I. So, whatever. Dr. Phil sat down and talked to her. And uh, it was it was interesting in the beginning. I thought his advice was eh, wasn't really pertinent to the inf- you know pertinent to the case. It just seemed out of left field. I want you to start living as a gay woman. I really didn't understand how that pertained to you know what was going on in that in in, in this entire you know what Shana Jenkins' life with Aaron Hernandez. It seemed very out I of. I want you to start having a gay relationship. Again, I think that's really uncalled for. I, I think you know, Doctor Phil, you're a professional. You got to be better than that. I think you really need to, to treat her with a little more respect. You're a bitch. Wow, Jesus. Okay, enough of this fucking soundboard. <laughs> enough of the soundboard from Doctor Phil. I, I think we get the point, Brian. It, it, it's it's enough. Enough. What are you so angry about? Okay. Um. So, so uh, he uh, he asked Shannon Jenkins a lot of questions. 
is Aaron a gang member? Uh, did, did you know it was in the box? Uh, what about the people that came over to the house? You know, all, all those sorts. Of, let's just take a listen here. But you said anybody that he would bring around, you would invite into the home. Right. Did some of those people make you a little nervous? Honestly, I never hung around with them. Um, so it's more or less like you cook and you make food for everyone. You make sure they're comfortable. And then I kind of go and do my own thing. So I wouldn't say I felt uncomfortable in my home. Yeah, she, she's basically a mom from, you know, a 1950s sitcom. Yeah, come on in. Yeah, hey, come on, little Billy from down the street. Yeah, I'll make you some food. One thing, leave your Glocks at the door, you know, uh, but I'll, I'll make you. What do you guys want? Menus wide open. Uh, we're going to talk business now, honey. All right, I'm going upstairs to knit or, you know, read good housekeeping. I mean, that she's just a good old housewife. I mean, come on. I don't know why we're acting as if she's some sort of, you know, accessory to murder. She wasn't accessory to murder, but she knows everything is what I'm saying. So that was interesting. I wonder how much money she'll get. She didn't know if she also didn't deny that uh, Aaron Hernandez was gay. Again, it doesn't matter. I understand. I understand it doesn't matter, but it's a sensational part of a sensational story. Can you at least admit it that? I'm not saying it matters because he's gay. I'm just, come on. It's an element of the story. Let, let's, let's, let's be honest. Let's be honest now. Let's be honest. It's a Francesa quote. Now, let's be honest. Speaking of Francesa, he sat down with uh, one, the, well, he didn't sit down. It was over the phone. The one, the only, David Ortiz, who he once called the biggest con man, one of the biggest con men in history, had him on. I called earlier in the day to ask Mike, uh, you know, you're going to hold this fraud to the fire. I mean, you've said some stuff, and I was immediately hung up on and told Brian, don't tell me how to do the interviews. I'll handle Ortiz. I don't need your advice. Get lost. I, I wouldn't have it any other way. So we had David on. It's not good when you have your guest on and you call him the wrong name. And especially, and I don't, Francesa didn't mean it this way, but you, you have a Hispanic guy on and then immediately you call him Pedro. It's just sort of like, uh, you know, in, in certain circles, people can listen to that and go, yeah, really? So everyone's name is Pedro? Yeah? yeah? Is that how it works? But uh, there were some other nuggets. Um, I, I have to give Francesa, Francesa credit. Normally, when he has a guest on, he just, it's all sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. And, uh, you know, or he'll, he'll, he'll basically take his comments and code it with, you know, some people have said that uh, you're a dirty, rotten liar. But no, Mike actually said, um, he asked him some, some, you know, actual questions about steroid use. What the rumors are, and I can't attest to this, that you held a press conference about it, that... Did he say can or can't attest to this? And second of all, why is that relevant? Why does David Ortiz care if Mike can attest to or, or not attest to something? And when, when it, Jesus Christ. You tested positive on that survey test they gave that year that was anonymous, that you were one of the guys along that A-Rod 2, that you tested positive. Why would you have tested positive then if you were clean? Nobody ever. It was just a rumor on the street. Nobody ever came to me and told me, this is what you test positive for. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like they did to A-Ray. It wasn't like they did to the guy that really tests positive for anything. Here, you test positive for this. They were these drug tests. The one that they came out with was like something up. Well, David, uh, if you'd follow the news, like all of us, it was a leak of a list. Obviously, you didn't get an official report from Major League Baseball saying, uh, Sir, Mr. Ortiz, you failed this. You, you, you failed this, and this is the reason. Here are all the, uh, you know, extra enzymes or, you know, whatever, in, in, in your urine that we saw, and this is why. I mean, he's playing this ridiculous role. Okay, we get it. You know what I'm saying? So, 
and you saw what the uh, the commissioner say. This was inconclusive. So, I mean, it was their word against mine. The commissioner said it was inconclusive. I mean, come on. You want him to confirm leaked reports that were supposed to be anonymous? I don't think he's going to admit that. No, I, I don't think it's going to happen, David. I just don't. And, and, like I say, man, you know, like... Have you ever... Fa- now, here's the other reason, Pedro. I want, well, I mean, it's David, David, but... David, I want to get to this, because it, it deals with Manny. Everyone felt that if Manny tested positive, you were Manny... Manny was your idol, that you did whatever Manny did. I think at this point right now, being called Pedro the second time, I don't think Ortiz appreciated it, just with his response to this question, and then, then we'll move on here. Trained the same way, so they felt if he did, you did... Talk about that too, because two things came up: that testing on the sur- on that year when the anonymous testing, and then the idea that if Manny did, you were probably doing the same things Manny did. Well, last, Manny' last name is Ramirez. My one is Ortiz. So if Manny go out there and kill somebody, should I be guilty? No. So, so I want, that's why I want to ask you the question. So, Mike was so close to being like, so answer the question as if he's talking to a caller. Uh, <laughs> listen, you know, I mean, I, I think I agree with Mike. David Ortiz is one of the biggest con men of all time. I think when you take a step back from being a Yankee fan or you dislike David Ortiz, here's the thing. Um, I think you have to take a step back and realize it's just one test that he's being a bitch about. And I get it. I get it. It's He's just denying it over and over again. When in reality, all of baseball is doing it. I mean, if David Ortiz um, had admitted it, what, what would we think of him? Would we still think he's this steroid-riddled monster? Maybe we would. But it's it's one test. Uh, I, I guess it's just, you know, you have the Boston media, ESPN, all that, that, uh, just sort of, you know, gloss over the fact there's a lot of people in the Boston media who think he did it. You know, you hear it on talk radio all the time. It's, it's not just the beat writers who are just in awe of his, his presence, but I'm not trying to humanize David Ortiz. I would never do something that disgusting. So, uh, just, just offering an alternative point is all I'm saying. All I'm saying. Quickly with football here, and uh, then we'll call it a day. Well, no, we have to get to Trump. Oh, we have to get to Trump. Speaking of Trump uh, and, and Francesa, since we're here, Francesa was talking about podcasts the other day, and uh, he did not mention Red Ticket Blues, which I really, I was shocked. I was shocked. He, he's, he's, listen, you want to be uh, part of the cutting edge of sports, you got to know what the cutting edge of podcasts is. Let's, let's be honest. But uh, I have to read this quote and tell me he doesn't sound exactly like Donald Trump with this quote. So they asked him, uh, he talked to Brian Curtis of The Ringer about what he's, what he's basically he's going to be doing after he leaves WFAN. And we talked to Phil Mushnick about that. Oh boy, do we. Um, and he said this, this is Brian Curtis asking Francesa, what interests you about podcasting as a medium? Right now? Nothing, Francesa said. It's a folly. They're doing it so wrong. Well, what are they doing wrong? I'm not telling you yet because I know how to fix it. <laughs> he said, if you're thinking this much about podcasting, is that a hint about your next professional act? Possibly, Francis. <laughs> I mean, that that is out of the Trump playbook. I'm not going to tell you. I know how to fix everything. You think I'm going to tell you everything in the middle of the campaign? I know how to do all this. I know we're going to be breaking bread with North Korea and Iran. Um. But I wanted to jump into this real quick, and I, I honestly think this is a non-story. And by the time you even hear this, this could be this could be already a non-story. But Giselle Bundchen, Bundchen, the wife of Tom Brady, New England Patriots uh, quarterback. There we go, Brian. Um, was on uh, with Charlie Rose, uh, some some CBS show that I don't watch, and I guess th- there's been a point of contention privately. 
slightly publicly, that Giselle doesn't want him to play football anymore. From a wife's under, you know, standpoint, especially hers, they're beyond rich. They have enough money for seven lifetimes. And, you know, football is sort of a, uh, let's say, violent game. And uh, I don't think she wants him to play anymore. And, you know, he, Tom Brady's an athlete. I, I've done this my whole life. I'm not going to stop, especially when I'm the best. But she made a revealing uh, admission. Is that redundant? On here about Tom Brady and injuries he sustained in the past, uh, who knows how Your long. husband said the other day that you wanted him to retire. He said that, not me. You know, the thing is, and, I have And to that he was going to play as long as he felt as good as he does now. Yeah, yeah. Now, are you trying to get him to retire? You know, I just have to say, as a wife, I'm a little bit, you know, it's, as you know, it's not the most, like, um let's say, an aggressive sport, right? Football, like he had a concussion last year. I mean, he has concussions pretty much. I mean, we don't talk about it, but he does have concussions. And he's, I don't really think it's a healthy thing for your body to go through like a, you know, through that kind of aggression, like all the time. And that could not be healthy for you, right? And I'm planning on having him be healthy and do a lot of fun things when we're like 100. So she I stepped hope. in it a little bit, then she stepped out. Um, I know Patriots haters and uh, Tom Brady haters or just haters in general. Haters going to say it's fake. Um, they're going to see this and say, well, you know, what, 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 what is she doing here? She's covering up for her, boy, her boyfriend, her, her husband. The Patriots are cheating again. Look what they're doing. They're, they, they, there's no way they can prove this. First of all, let's be honest. I'm sure Tom Brady is not the first person to ever get a concussion and the team doesn't report it or he doesn't report it or whatever the fact is. It doesn't reach the public. Do you think, I mean, this has to be like the worst kept secret. I, I love when people get outraged about this. Oh, they didn't report it. He didn't tell his coach. Oh, oh, sorry. You know, they're not fans like you. They're players. They're playing for a fucking paycheck. Okay. God, I can't stand that. But obviously it's a, it's a very, it's a, it's a big factor. It's a, it's a, it's a big uh, bullet point in the NFL now. Concussions, obviously. But first of all, Giselle Bunchen is not a doctor. Um, she didn't say when it happened. She said it happened this year. I guess you could make the case that it happened in the Super Bowl, so they didn't have to report it. There was no game afterwards. Um, and Brady didn't report it, so what can you say? He didn't show any signs. I mean, it, it, there's so many things. First of all, she's not a doctor. She is probably never really watched a ton of football before she met uh, Tom Brady. And I'm not saying that because she's a woman. I'm saying this because she's from Brazil. Um, she could also say English is not her first language. Maybe she just sort of got caught up. And what she could always go back to is said, listen, I was talking out of, not talking out of turn, but sort of just saying things as a wife. I care about my husband and everything seems like a concussion to me because it's such a violent sport. I mean, listen, Giselle, are you listening? That's like three separate excuses right there. Three separate excuses. So the idea that people are going to, again, by the time you listen to this, this may already be a non-story. But I figured I'd just chime in because I think it is much ado about nothing. There's no way, there's no smoking gun here. That's the issue. There's no smoking gun. Does he have concussions every year? Oh, he probably does. I believe her. I think I think all of them have these, what they call micro concussions. Even if it's not something where your bell's completely rung and you see birdies flying around, I mean, you have those little ones where it's like, whoa, stars, cool. All right, that's gone after, you know, a minute. Well, uh, glad that's over with. That won't affect me in 30 years. But you have 30 of those or 50 of those or 100 of those. Well, then you're all of a sudden, you know, pissing all over yourself, eating, uh, you know, living in a car, which unfortunately happens to some NFL players. And finally, um... Maybe should have a little more context to that. But, I mean, it's pro it's a very bad life. It's a very sad and disturbing life that some people live, obviously. Diplomatic answer. Uh, there will PR there. Okay, so uh, damage control. Uh, we'll end with this, and that is our great president. He's the president. I'm the president now. Uh, Donald Trump.
Forget all the uh, Russian stuff, which, God almighty, who knows? Uh, he did say something recently that I really thought, or I don't know if he actually said it, you know, quoted, but his people sort of put out this message. And that is, listen, are you exercising? Because it may not be good for you, according to Donald Trump. Listen, he's he's mogul, multi, multi-billionaire. He's the president. He's now a doctor, too. He and Giselle, they went to the same school. But he says exercising may not be good for you. That's why he doesn't do it. And he is a pig. This is not talked about enough how fat he is. He is obese. But look here. Here's the comment. He says, basically paraphrased here, the human body, it's, it's like a battery with a finite amount of energy, which exercise only depletes that battery. And you can't charge the battery. So when you use it, I mean, it, it's, it's a non-rechargeable Duracell. I mean, when it's dead, it's dead. So if you, do, if you go to the gym a ton of times, you'll just die at a certain point because your body can't do it. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. He, uh, there's so many adjectives you can use to describe Donald Trump, but let, let, let's stick with this, though. Again, let's talk about how fat he is. I mean, he's the fattest president since Taft, right? There's no one, no one even close. It's not, not even close how fat he is. And he's getting fatter. Tell me he isn't fatter than during the, uh, you know, the, the, the campaign. He's already fatter. And you know what? His love of fast food is not helping. This is when he was talking to Anderson Cooper. Uh, in the, why is that garbage truck going? It was going in reverse down the street. That was interesting. It's like a notorious uh, B.I.G. Puff Daddy video around the highway going backwards. No? Too old for some of you or too young, depending. Um, but let's listen to this real quick. This is Donald Trump, our president of the United States, talking about how wonderful. What, what do you eat when you, when you roll up at a McDonald's? What is what do you Donald Trump order? Uh, fish and light sometimes. Right? <laughs> uh, the uh, the Big Macs are great. The quarter pounder with cheese. I mean, I, it's great. Do stuff. people at the windows be like, what? You know, I'm a big I'm a person that can't sort of believe it. But I'm a person that I like cleanliness. I like clean. And the one thing about the big franchises, you have to have a certain, you know, because of the importance. One bad hamburger, you can destroy McDonald's. One bad hamburger, you take Wendy's and all these other places, and they're out of business. You can't do it. I mean, I don't want to mention the name of the firm, but you see what a certain firm is going through right now. I mean, I don't know. Do they make it? Do they not make it? So I'm a very... I'm a very clean person. I like cleanliness. And I think you're better off going there than maybe someplace that you have no idea where the food's coming from. It's a certain standard. But I think the food's good. And I eat it very carefully. You know, I do as good as... Oh, God. You know, the idea that if someone fucks up a Big Mac in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, their stock prices will just crash to the ground. I thought this guy was like this savvy businessman. You know, I mean, nothing screams cleanliness like uh, McDonald's. Or 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 Burger King, I will say, my younger days working and I he he does make a slight not not a point, but from my younger days working in a restaurant, I'll tell you, I've worked in certain restaurants and uh, I guess the one benefit McDonald's, Burger King, or any of those places may have is that their kitchen is a lot more open uh, because I've been in some disgusting places, you don't even want to know places that were four stars, disgusting cockroaches. And the way they handle the shit. Absolutely disgusting. So, did he cancel his dinner plans tonight? Um, but hey, the guy, he, he just he just loves indulging in Big Macs, Quarter Pounders, Fish Fillets. Just, I, I don't want to sound too high and mighty here, but you are an animal if you normally eat fast food. You should be uh, tarred, feathered, and uh, thrown off a cliff. Um, no, but it, I, I will indulge every once in a while 
in fast food. And I'll tell you what it is. It's normally this West Coast place. And this is what before I never did. But I go to like the dollar menu at Del Taco, if any of you are familiar with that. It's sort of like a, uh, I guess it's a... (laughs) So it's a little better than Taco Bell. No, it's 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 better than Taco Bell. Um, I'm not trying to say it's five stars, but uh, I will I will indulge there sometimes. And I notice that when I eat it, like I'm not hungry afterwards, and I only ate a little thing, which makes you think, what kind of goddamn preservatives and uh, you know seventeen syllable words are in those ingredients? Oh, is there xatham gum in that? Oh god! All right, you get the point. Well, like I said, uh. Donald Trump's an, uh, he's a maniac, and he uh, loves fast food and thinks we shouldn't. Uh... All right, we get it, Brian. Uh, Phil Mushnick next week. Uh, we'll do that Monday. Uh, we get into a lot of stuff. Obviously, Francesa. We get into ESPN. We get into the uh, reputation or the perception of Latinos in baseball. And, you know, Phil, I mean, he, he, he speaks his mind. We get into it a little bit. Uh, I think we agreed on certain things, uh, but you'll hear it. Um what else? Yeah. So everyone will enjoy it. 9-11 tapes, the whole deal. You know the deal there. So remember, you can always listen to the show on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Play. And remember to follow me on Twitter at BrianBuff13, at RedTicketBlues. Um, yeah, I'm taking over. That, that GIF empire is coming to BrianBuff13. So just back the fuck up. Um, with all that being said, I'm on it.